Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me for this, I wouldn't say a special episode, it's just hopefully the start of many more. We don't know, but we've been, we're back. Uh, we're joined by Hannah. How are you going, Hannah? I'm so good. So, so good. And we've still got Mitch down there. How are you, Mitch? Yeah, pretty good, man. Sorry, I say down there because you're down on the screen. You're I was going to say, I'm the but... biggest one on my screen, so you're full of it, mate. <laughs> yeah, every, yeah, everyone's... <laughs> <laughs> but we're back. We're all joining it. Everything's like, or everything we're using is new. It's all updated. So it's like, oh, it's been a while. But how has everyone been? Everyone's been good. You've this huge break of supercars and not so much Formula One. Formula One's still been going, but supercars, 104 days since last supercar round. That was taking forever. Holy shit, man. Lots changed. G'day from Queensland. Has, yes. Oh, you're, you're now in Queensland too, out of out of Victoria. Out of Victoria. Had enough of that <laughs> shit. Came home. <laughs> We've gone full circle since I've been on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, we haven't. We're still we're still in Darwin, so you know, yeah, still in it's good old NT. Still <laughs> going. But I mean, how much has happened since we've recorded last? There's been huge amounts of news. I think even back when we were still recording, there was talk of maybe the possible sale of supercars, and now it's actually happened. It's it's done. Supercars is sold. Yeah. After months of who's going to buy it. One point Months, years, years <laughs> even. Remember we were talking about this like two years ago. Yeah, yeah well, true. Archer Capital wanted to offload it, so. That's it. And that, that deal oh. not going to Fox, biggest mistake ever. Mm. But hey. It's, um, yeah. We done now. Yeah. <laughs> we are done. I'm sorry, I just. It's, uh, it's all staying in the family, it turns out. So we're, um, we're teaming together with a few other categories and a few other personalities, very well known to supercars. I'm excited to see some of those categories with supercars, like TCM back. That's cool. S5000 yes. at a supercars round would be fun. The TCRs that at a supercar be. round, that'd be pretty cool. I don't think that's going to happen. Why not? Why not, though? I think, I think that's only going to happen, say, at the big events. They really want to keep yeah, yeah, obviously, TCR but... happy. They don't want it to be like, oh, you're now an undercard or something. They still want that to be their main draw card. No, but you'd have them at like season openers and at Bathurst and, the, you know, the yeah, big ones. Yeah. But yeah. I think they've already sort of said that, you know, they don't really, like, don't expect to see TCR and Supercar at every round. But Porsche oh, doesn't do that. Me. And Porsche has their own sort of level of premiere. Like, I think they're similarly, internationally speaking, like, similar to other things around the world. Like, they don't always come as an undercard to Supercars, but, you know, they're still pretty present mm. in the scene. I think they'd be yeah, silly well, not to tag onto a few supercar rounds. You get the yeah. I mean, it's it. just going to be coming up to whoever you know makes the decisions um, with them. But I just, from what I've read and from my understanding, is they said you know, yes, they'll probably be at some rounds, but they're going to still try and keep them as their two main headline acts and sort of split everyone else up. And you know, one week you're at mum's, the next week you're at dad's. You know, and then you get to <laughs> cross them over and. <laughs> and you know for a couple of big family reunions you get mum and dad in the same room but the rest of the time they're quite you know <laughs> how's it going to be with um gary rogers must have a bit of a shit-eating grin at the moment like uh... oh yeah <laughs> no doubt yeah no doubt. so it's do we has it come out yet or do we know what the breakdown from um tla and uh the arg do we know what their groups like did they go 50-50 in? I sure. don't in this new race. Think that detail limited? has been released. I know that that Gary himself is I think the the controlling shareholder of ARG. 
It's Barry Rogers, though. His son is the... Ba- oh, Barry Rogers, yeah. and he owns 47.5% of ARG. Yeah, um, but there's not a lot of te- detail floating around about CLA, which is super interesting because they've actually been involved in the industry since, like, day dot, um, and they're a major player, anyone who knows anything about them. They do athlete management and event stuff and activations and sponsorship, marketing. Like They've actually got a really good crew. I've worked with a few of them. Um mm. So, yeah, in- incredibly good to have them involved from the promotional front. I think they'll do really good for the sport in, in like, the media and reputation sort of side, PR side. Like working um, in the background, sort of. A hundred percent, yeah. So they actually represented Scotty Mack when he was here. So yeah, they do a right. lot oh, okay. of, like, stuff at that level. Um, and yep. they'll, they'll have an eye to the horizon in terms of how they want the sport positioned, you know, in X amount of years rather than just shooting from the boat. So... That's going to be great. But my question is, how long is Sean sticking around for? Because I think we're all ready to see the back of him. (laughs) Maybe to the end of the year? End of the year. Yeah, probably just like get us through this year. He might even be a little bit into next year, just like, you know. If you're going to make that, I wouldn't be surprised. I would would say he'll probably hang out to like hand the reins over a little. Yeah. Um, But I wouldn't think too much longer. No. No. And I think he knows that as well. Like he can't expect to stick Mm -hmm. around. He's going to be pretty much. All right, he's done. Um, I think it's interesting that James Warburton is back. <laughs> like he he owns five percent of ARG and now he's in. Mm, um, I wish a supercar owner. Wish he would come back. I still believe, and anyone who knows me knows this. I think he's the best CEO that they've had in most recent times. And I know a lot of Coco fans would hate to hear me say that, but I wholeheartedly <laughs> support him as like a returning CEO. I think he would do wonders for that mm-hmm. that sport. Put Scafi in charge. Uh-huh. He's now a, he's now an owner. <laughs> no. no, no, no. I mean, look how Car of the Future went down. No offense, I work with Scapey. He's a lovely guy, best intentions. Um, I think his strongest presence right now is to be on the broadcast team. I think that's why yeah, he deserves the best. I was I was joking around with the bloke at work and just saying, you know, oh, is it? Sca-? He's like, oh, did I hear right that Scapey um bought into supercars? I'm like, yeah, that's just to keep his um broadcast deal alive. Yeah, keep his job. <laughs> yeah, can't find no, him now, like, man. <laughs> I, I I still think our broadcasting for supercars, like the commentary team and that, people hate Scafie all the time, but he cops it a lot still keeps. But I think he does a He's really good, good at it, though. And like him and Crompton, doesn't help that I've just read the Neil Crompton book. And that was really oh, good. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Um, and I've pre-ordered Jamie Wincup's book, which comes out of on the... Of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, comes out on the 30th of November or 31st or whatever. Nice. So I'll get that when it comes out as well, because you know, that'd be No, it's, it's you know, everyone, people are gonna like to see him leave, but I think people are gonna realise how much he achieved in his time once he's gone. Mm, but I mean he's not gonna be leaving the track so much anyway, still like stepping no. into that team principal role now. So it's not like he's gonna disappear forever. Um but you're right, like I think, you know, the Scotties are the current sort of shining stars and whatnot because of what they achieved in a condensed period of time. But when you consider what Jamie's done over such a long career and had that like high standing for such a long time, it's, you know, similar to allowance. You don't really realize until they're off the grid. You're like, holy shit, this guy does something really insane. And he hasn't really yeah. fallen off the perch as such. Except no. this year, he hasn't been that strong. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I think there's been say. a bit more in the background. He's now, is he welcoming a kid? Did he have a kid? Is he? His wife, uh, I think he is having is pregnant at the end of the year after the, after the season's done. Yeah. Yeah. So you know he's he's. I reckon there's been stuff in the background that's 
sort of decided maybe that's why he's finishing up. Yeah. And maybe he's not driving as – he's still driving pretty well. I think he's, what, still third in the championship or something? Yeah. No, no, second. Second. Second in the Shocking championship. You. Shocker. Absolutely. Yeah, I know, right? But it's kind of like when you look at, like, Lowndes. Like, how many – like, Lowndes didn't win heaps of championships. But, boy, did he come second a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he had Jamie for a teammate. Like, Jamie was just yeah. dominating in that era. So, but yeah. Well, I think that's um, the problem Jamie faces now is Shane's the, he's pretty much on top at the moment. Like, they didn't even have the best weekend last weekend, but he's still there the whole time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think about the teams actually giving up their 35% stake in the business? Do you think that's a good thing? I think they think it's a good thing. I think they've been screaming oh. to get out for a while. Yeah, give me that yeah. cash. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. liked it when they thought the business was worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and then correct. You know, now no, it's like it's not <laughs> sixty million. It's like sixty million is still not bad, but it's, it's yeah. not the three fifty it was meant to be. Yeah. 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 No, I think now, it, it makes I'm sense interested. to put their destiny in back into their hands and let them yeah. control how much they own. And I think also. Um, the teams don't need to have a control in the sport. They can have yeah. a say, mm-hmm. but they don't need to have a controlling stake. But that's the function um, of the commission, right? Like the commission is exactly built to do that. Like it doesn't make sense for them to have a financial stake. That makes those decisions far too emotional for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they got money on the line now. Well, not so anymore. But... Do we know what the new racing charters are going to be? So, if you guys aren't aware that. Um, Currently, all the teams have to have a rec license or a racing entitlement contract. Um, and then you purchase them. They were going for as high as a million dollars and as low as, you know, a hundred, couple hundred grand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now they're going to, because that was basically your percentage stake into the supercars. You bought that and that's what it was. Um, they're going to disband that and give everyone a team's racing charter. I mean, that, that'll be... Do we know what that is yet? Or is no. it still... Oh, I don't know what it is, but I think it'll be better in that... Does this give the opportunity for teams to put another car on without having to go through this? Like Matt Stone wanted to put a third car on, but he just wasn't allowed. Yeah. Yeah, I think at the moment, the the limitation of the rec is that when you're a rec holder, you make a commitment to enter all events of the year and you're financially penalised if you actually don't show up. I think the fine's like a hundred grand or something. Oh, it's huge. I was reading Happen to not run the car. Yeah. Like it's nuts. Yeah. So it's I remember just, this was brought up when the techno team Sydney thing was going down, I think. And it got a bit hairy. That like, or was it Lucas Dumbrell? Oh, actually, no, it could have been that. Yeah. But now this whole, this team's racing charter, it's, they've kind of, they've dropped the phrase and not a lot of detail around it. So mm-hmm. I, I'd be curious to know how much, input the non-leading teams get to give to it like i think you know Mm. your msrs for sure should be contributing because they have contributed to the sport you know a lot in the different levels of the sport um i think it would be an easy chance for the you know the tim edwards's and and the roland danes to shout everyone out if we let them um but it could also be a really good thing for the sport as well well the uh, funny they mentioned that like you know roland dane and tim edwards they both came forward and said that you know they're happy to that the teams have sold their stake and they're looking forward to this new team's charter, the racing charter. I just would like to see the grid expand. Yeah. 20 cars is, or 24 cars, whatever we've got. It's just too, too how, small. How, how long has it been since we've had that feud, you reckon? Like 
pre-Group C days? Nah, I was watching like only just the other day, like Hidden Valley round 2003. At, you know, there's nearly 30-odd cars on the grid. Yeah, but sorry, how long would it have been since we'd only had 24 or less? Oh. Like, I don't think ever. Yeah, yeah very nah, long No, I reckon like it would be way, way, way back in the day. Not in our memory anyways. Mm. It's just, yeah, not good. Like, I think the we're seeing, you know, the development levels of the sport, like the Super 2, Super 3, really waning as well. Like, the costs are just out of control, and we're not just not going to have any talent coming up through the ranks if we keep going on like this. The sport will die. Yeah, well, Super 2s is a prime example. Like, look how small that field's getting now. So Tiny. small they mixed it with Super 3. Yeah. Exactly, you know. And I guess to a point where that becomes detrimental to the development, right? Like, how much are you going to learn if you've got two or three guys flogging and lapping the pack on different machinery mm. than the ones who are trying to still participate in the back? Yeah. Just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Well, kind of talking about Super 2s, and I know this is not on our run sheet, but... And we have talked about Jamie Winkup. He's now retiring, and we do know who's replacing him, Brock Feeney. What do you guys think? Is this too early for Brock to come in? Is he, you know? It's hard to say well, because of the limited Super 2 running. I think he's shown a lot of promise and done some really oh, cool 100%. things on track. Like everything yeah. he drives, he drives well. He's not slow. I just, no. Maybe he doesn't have the experience behind him to really mix it with a full grid of full time drivers, but. I'm, keen I'm to see really interested to see how he goes at Bathurst because I think the biggest thing that the young drivers that face coming in is tyre conservation. Okay. I think that's probably a lot of what they do because they don't race on the – they pretty much, you know, do Super 2 race and you're just on the one set of tyres and you've got to make them last. But you don't have the – you know, I think that's more what it is. You look at Will Brown on the weekend where he's like, I just chewed the tires up. I did what any young kid did. And it's like, I've got life in these tires. You know, I've got pace. I drove them too hard. Where you mm. look at like what Shane does now, where he sort of can baby the tires for ages and come through to it. And I think that's actually what hurts probably a lot of the younger kids coming up in their first odd years, you know, just getting your head around those tires. To be fair, is that because Super 2 races are nowhere near the length of supercars? like full-time oh, yeah. races anyway. Yeah, for I mean, sure. That's, that's, that's going to be one of those cost-saving measures to not run them mm. for that long or have that many tyres. But maybe the answer to that is do more mini Enduros like we do do about this with Super 2. I think that's a great yeah, one. If, you know, if you do a Saturday race at a, um, you know, Supercars and you do that one big race, but you do two on Saturday, do a big race on Saturday for the um, Super 2s. Super 2s. Yeah, for sure. You'd get your good... um more TV coverage, more track time. I mean, I don't think the, I don't think supercars do a bad program anyway. Like they sort of give a decent enough amount of track time. And I think you're always going to have the young kids sort of struggle a little bit when you come into the sport, but mm. yeah, I don't think, I don't know. To me, the more interesting part of the, the Brock question is going to be how are triple eight going to support and develop a new driver? Like they haven't been in that position in such a long Ever. time. Yeah, that's what true. would Jamie, Never. Jamie would be the last one. Yeah, and even then he wasn't a rookie. No, not at yeah. all. And so. SVG fired. turned up when he was well and truly established. A hundred percent, yeah. So for me, I think it's going to be fascinating to see the personality of Triple Eight next season. You know, they're having a huge amount of staff changing and for once they won't have a double A driver lineup. Like how is this mm. going to look for them? It's going to be super interesting to see how they, they manage it. 
Oh yeah, two well, bringing two new engineers up as well because they just lost mm. two. Yeah. So I'm I'm <laughs> a little bit in my head was thinking, is Brock? I mean, this is very early told, and these words can come back to bite me, and I really hope they do. I hope they do, too. <laughs> Brock can run the risk of being the first driver fired by Triple Eight. What? But why would they do that? That that looks terrible for them well, from a PR standpoint. They've got no, nothing not to gain. Recently, They've got no other options. But like, I know, I know, I know. But, like, just because he's the youngest driver they've taken. Mm. They've never – every other driver that Triple Eight has employed – oh, no, not really. I guess since – Well, doesn't it show, like, the amount the of faith they have in him? I was going to say, yeah. if, if nothing else, Triple Eight have been loyal to their people. You know, anyone they bring into the fold, they tend to back 100%. And I think we've seen that a number of times when Shane's made some questionable decisions. You I think know, like they do tend to close ranks and support each other, even when their own team makes a mistake. Yeah, I think Brock will have to make some pretty big mistakes over the two over the next couple of years to really lose that yeah. drive. And yeah. like I said, I hope I hope I come back and. You know, I hope you're wrong. Those, I, I those words, because I oh, do. Wait, okay. I really want to see him come through. So, when's the last time a driver's been fired? Any driver, any team? Oh, I meant fired just to be like, you know, not issued a new contract. Jack LeBrock kind of did it at the Gold Coast, and Webby's like, I'm qualifying the car, not you. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. still drove the car, but I mean, he that's definitely Webby, wasn't though. the preferred are we, person. Are we going to count that? <laughs> it's, it's Jonathan Webb. <laughs> Still. Speaking That's of which, should we should we jump into some more silly season chat? Because I think JLB yep. was a big key in that whole market. That was weird. I did not see. I I saw him not staying at Tickford. Mm. I didn't know where he was going to go, but I did not see him doing a straight swap with um. Jake the thing Kostecki I didn't see was Kostecki going to Tickford. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah, because obviously he's come up through Triple Eight, so that was confusing to me. I think it probably got to the point where he was vying for that drive and lost it, and then started looking elsewhere. Yeah, that's my. I I'm I'm still surprised that um, Kurt Kistecki hasn't got a drive properly. I don't think he's ready. He's the older one. He's the older. But one. he he did. What did he fuck up at Townsville that year? He had like a really bad running in one of their cars in main game. Was he I in Townsville last year? Mm. I'm going to do some history searching. One more have to, but like, He's done Kurt, an amazing job Kurt with that finished, walk, sure. He finished top 10 at Hidden Valley or something. Mm. I thought he was going to get Bryce's job, to be honest. But Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Nick Perkett done that one. Mm. Yeah, that was an interesting move too, right? I think that that's going to be our Smokey for next year. Walkinshaw, or WAU, sorry, the soccer team. Um that's a strong driver lineup between Mostert yeah. and Perkat. The yeah. more I read into that article where they're saying that it's their premiership window, the more I agree. Yeah. It's their chance. It's the Triple Eight's doing a big reset, essentially. Triple Eight's, yeah, doing a reset. They're doing a, a rebuild. Um, you've got Tickford, which will have, where do you go? James Courtney and Cam Waters together. Um, Tommy Randall. I'm stoked. And Tommy Randall. And yeah, Tommy Randall, I'm really looking forward (laughs) to seeing. Hell yes. But you know, like you'd have to say that probably Anton will, they're, they're a good strong driver lineup as well, but Walkinshaw has got one of the stronger ones. I'd say Walkinshaw has got a stronger lineup than LeBrock. LeBrock, what's his name? Brock Feeney and um, Shane Van Gisbergen. Yeah. Just an experience really. Yeah. I'd have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like their chance to like go, 
All right, we're going for a team's championship. Like, team's championship, obviously, for walking sure is very important, and that's what they've probably got the best chance of winning. What about Grove? So Grove has got David Reynolds. Andre's oh, confirmed. Trying he's to not get there. that young fella. Yeah, they're trying to get that Matthew Payne. That's right. Yeah, so he's seeking a license, super license uh, dispensation, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Nathan Payne will be crying because he, he hasn't driven. It. He hasn't driven enough. Mm. Um, Isn't I that just a bad start to be like, "Hey, we're changing ownership and uh, buying out the Kellys, and also we can't afford an eight-game driver. We really need." I feel like they're just trying to put their stamp on it. Like this is our team now. Yeah, like you know, yeah. because bring... I reckon Reynolds is a Grove driver for sure. Like he he got brought over for Grove. He had Grove's sponsors on his helmet before. Well, I mean, he's come up through Porsche, so like that relationship. That's where they're from, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that doesn't surprise me at all. But I mean, would you go for somebody like that over like a Gary Jacobson, who's been in the category now for a couple of years? If not, why not? Well, I mean, obviously he's a team Sydney. But if Gary had the option, but... he'd be jumping ship. I would. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I yeah, would. 100%. Like, those groves, they've got a lot of money to throw around, too. Like, they just picked up Couchy, no drama. So, mm. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if they give him his license because I think if they don't give him his license, the groves have really got to work out what they're doing. Well, we had that fallout with the, was it the GRM wildcard last year? Bathurst, who got denied. Yeah, Nathan Hearn, that's what I was just saying. He'll be that's pissed if he yeah. gets it. <laughs> if he gets yeah. his dispensation, it would. If I was Nathan, I'd be like, what's that about? I mean, like, based on like, precedent, I'm not expecting them to hand it over. No. But then they could pick up Zane Goddard. Like, he's floating around doing nothing. Mm. Yeah. But they gave Alex Ruler, you know, they let him have a license and he didn't qualify for him. But he yeah, did but, more Super 2 afterwards. And I He think, did. And now he's gone. <laughs> That was probably a learning experience as to why you shouldn't have got the license. True. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so let's have a quick look at the team. So really next year we've only got the number seven car, like the Andres car, who's driving that next year. And everything Because old Macca Jones hasn't been confirmed as such. But but I imagine he's not going anywhere other than his father's team. Just a suspicion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, otherwise, I would. Yeah, Bradley. up a grove. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I doubt that. Um, That'd be funny. Mm. <laughs> He'd be like, yeah. He, he hasn't had the is... best performances, but he's starting to come up, come good. He is. He is. He's starting to come through, and um, yeah. Like you look at it now, and I, I think I said this on the weekend to you, bitch. Like you look at the field, and I don't know if it's just because I we started paying more attention to Super Twos the last couple of years when Bryce and stuff was in it. You know, last three or four years probably more than that but you go oh half these guys i remember watching them when they were kids when they were kids um <laughs> in super star. twos <laughs> and now half the field is you know i remember watching jack lebrock in the super twos scott Pye, um, Chaz Tom Mostert. Reynolds. yeah yeah um, yeah it's... They're, yeah them but i would even say they're the older generation of super twos i'm talking about you know your likes of um will brown Brody kostecki brass forward Tommy Jack Randall. LeBrock, Tommy Randall, yeah. um, Macca Jones, Jack Smith, and, you know, Jake Kostecki. Was it They're proof all that the that... Super 2 program works? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're mean, all the like, guys that you would say they were competitive in the um, 
Super 2s and now they're all in the main game. Even Jack Smith was mildly competitive. We need to talk a lot of shit about him, but even he's starting to come all right. Mm. Really? <laughs> Considering mean, the he's, car he's, he's in and all that sort of stuff. He's crashing us to his credit. His old, his old man did say he needs to start paying out returns on his yeah. investment. Otherwise, no, one you know, more year, boy, working. that's it. <laughs> and yep. fair enough. Like when you've got your dad bankrolling your career. We've seen yeah. a couple of flames go out that way. No names mentioned. <laughs> um, Gen 3. Can we have a chat about that? Because it's finally done. Supercars have pulled their head in and decided to push it back to 2023. I like, um, the Russell Ingle, Paul Morris take on this thing's never going to see the light of day with the new owners. <laughs> and you reckon? Oh, be honest, God. if you watch enough of their show, they're not always wrong. <laughs> Nah, I've I haven't watched that much of the Enforcer and the Dude mainly because their episodes are like one hour twenty, and most of them I I don't have. I feel like I don't want to watch an hour twenty of YouTube, so I don't put it on, and then proceed to sit there and watch like two hours of shitty little videos, and I should have just watched it. <laughs> it's the kind of thing I used to think Valid. the same, like oh that's a bit too long. And then you start watching it, and you sort of engage in the conversation. You're like. I'm going to see where they're going with this. But essentially what they were saying is you'll see it run around next year. It'll be like a promotional sort of thing, but they reckon there's going to be big changes to it by the time it comes to the track, like whether or not, you know, the flappy paddles go. And, but even... I like, heard that flappy paddles are pretty much won't happen. Well, see, the thing is, though, that chassis, and this is something Paul Morris said, he said he's seen that chassis. And when they were talking about putting, um, testing it with a proper shifter and that, he's like, there's nowhere in that chassis to put one. So I don't oh, know really? what they're talking about testing it for. It doesn't mm. exist. You can't put one in it. Interesting. Mm. So I don't know. It, Bar- was it Barry or Gary recently commented about, you know, resigning to the fact that, you know, maybe we do need to move with the times. I reckon it's probably a done deal. I like the videos about oh. the motors coming out. I'm excited for the new engines because they are pretty much straight out of the road cars and yeah, that's 5.4 good. litre Coyote, but I'm all over that. <laughs> Yeah, I, just, yeah. I think that they're doing a good job now with that um, the Larko's little videos that he's making, which I still every time I watch that stuff and you go, this is a good video. I think it's so funny that they fired him. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I hope whoever fired him got fired. Nah, it would have just been a money thing, dude. Like, yeah, we can like- only afford to have this many um, presenters. Someone's got to go. Well, you saw like the the downgrade they went through with a couple of the big screen guys and and whatnot. Like, you know, it's just money's money's a thing. I hate to admit it, but it is. You know, and obviously, Channel Seven wanted to put a bunch of their own people in there too. Because yeah, I mean, but that said, it's so good to see Barretts back. I know, right? What I love Barretts. I know you have a thing against him. But... <laughs> he even sat in our chairs. <laughs> oh, that's right. He sat so close to us at Darwin. That was funny. I was like, he sat right behind us. Like, really? like is this... Yeah. I was drunk as, and Daniel was like, don't say what you're thinking. Like, I'm not that stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> this last year? No, it was this no, year. It was this year. This hey, year. I'll find the... Oh. Yeah. Good stuff. And he oh, drank cool. some dude's Forex. On TV. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, at the start of the race, he always goes and um finds a spot to watch. So, uh, like last weekend, he found the start on top of the um the grid uh, pits, and he's like, "This is where every racer will come to watch the start of um the Sydney race." And so he come up at um Hidden Valley, and he stood up 
up by the hill where we were and he was like this is where and every the, racer in darwin will come and watch and all the middle-aged sunrise yeah. fans were like it's barats yeah. <laughs> can i grab a photo <laughs> Oh, let's be real. I mean, that's the demographic of the racing mum, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> couple of kids in tow. Oh my god, I watched Sunrise. This is amazing. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Uh, let's be real. Channel Seven has a lot to offer this sport. Yeah, like coverage-wise, and that, like, you know, yeah, yeah. It would, could you imagine it, what how weird it would be if it was just you know Channel Nine just jumped in out of nowhere and took it one year? It'd be bizarre. I don't think it'd be any good. Channel, channel nine. nine don't really. <laughs> um, I've dropped the photo in that this little chat in the squadcast, so you can have a look at it. Oh, sweet! I don't know how do I open the that. chat box again? Everything's changed. Oh, there it is. I know it's the little bottom. Don't read the yeah. first article. Was the thing? <laughs> you guys look so impressed. Actually, I think Barrett looks more stoked than you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah because he's like, oh, there's a. Hey, my old boss is in the back of that photo too. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome! Hey, bad news, mate. You need to get a new um a new Bryce shirt next year. Yeah, but it won't be a Ford one, so it's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, oh, uh, manufacturers uh, don't mean anything anymore. I, I don't know, have I an know, alliance. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I bought I bought his shirt when he drove for MSR and had a Mustang. Get a foul. Yeah. Not Falcon, but you know, whatever you could rebound it, bottle it. Um, but yeah, like now, I was actually when the whole rumors were here, Bryce was going to go to Tickford. I was like, not a bad move. Like I, I, I could accept that. Yeah. Um, not a downgrade. I'd say it's a sideways no. move from Morganshaw. Is yeah. BJR a downgrade? Let's be real. I think BJR is a better place for him to go to learn his skills. I think if for where he's at in his career, it's probably the better spot. Like Chaz is yeah. making that. Walkinshaw car look better than it is. Yeah. Mm. No, yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. Like you see the way Mac, Mac has pro- progressed in that sort of environment as well. It's probably a good spot for him. It's kind of like um, BJR is a good team for him to go and learn and sort of do it under the radar. Like if he has a bad race and finishes, you know, 18th or, you know, between say 15th to 20th or something like you know roughly where he's finishing now mm-hmm. you won't look at it and go oh that's out of place with mean, yeah this is not nothing against bgr but you won't look at it and go oh that's out of place in the bgr because Ooh. you've really only got like you know per cat maybe getting a cracking a top 10 every now and then yeah where, sometimes yeah yeah but um you know where you've got Chaz, you know fighting top five you know winning some races and stuff yeah, and then you've got Bryce back down there. He can sort of hone it, and then if he does get a good result, everyone's like, "Oh wow, look at that!" You know, he come up, and you know, well, it's a good, you know. If you look at um, look at BJR's history, like you got Percat, that looks like he's going to go off and do good things, and Fabian came from there. He mm-hmm. went off and did some Tim pretty Slade. good stuff. Tim Slade, exactly. Yeah, I th- I think it's a really good spot for him. I think it's a good team for him. But speaking speaking of our boy, our boy Bryce is getting some good airtime on Inside Line. Loving the new season they're following Walkinshaw. I haven't watched watch it yet. I'm going to wait for it all to come out and I binge it one hit. Yeah, fair enough. I feel like it may be a little bit like I've already watched the light version of it because Walkinshaw released their On the Road or some little documentary thing that was total probably half an hour oh, last okay. year where they did like... 20 minute things of like i think it was like six 
20 minute parts or something like that on YouTube. Oh, cool. Um, and it was very much like, here you go, here's a bit of the race, talk to camera, do this. A little bit like what Inside Line was on Erebus. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I found out that Walk and Shaw were doing their own. I'm like, ah, oh, I think they've sort of taken some extra footage of this and made their own little YouTube video thing. So I kind of think I know what I might be in for. Who's going to be the equivalent of, of Evil Barry in the Walk and Shaw one then? Oh, they've definitely I don't think they will. that already. <laughs> Who? They have, have they? 100%. Like, if you just watch the preview, you see, like, you know, chucking around swear words and shit. I'm like, oh, look, they're trying to line up the bad guy. That's great. Yeah. Have you watched it yet, Mitch? No, I haven't. No. I didn't uh, even know it was out, to be honest. Yeah, there you go. I, well, knew, they... I knew it came out at the end of Sydney. Yeah, they it's did on, the first two episodes. It's on KO. Oh, yeah, I'll check it out. I, I'll watch it, but I think it was just the, the Erebus one. I don't even think I finished it. Yeah, it was shit. Let's be real. I, I got to admit, this one's already started a lot better. It feels a lot less sanitized. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. my biggest... Well, because see, I was right. expecting with the Erebus one, Betty to like going, hang on, let's talk about this stupid parody shit. Yeah. You know, the fact that the Mustangs weren't right. And they didn't mention it at all. I'm like, you telling me not once in their meeting were they like, well, you know, we're fighting for third or something. Well, that's the thing, right? So, so we know who the executive producer was on that. Hmm was Sean Seymour. So like Supercar's fingerprints is all over that that season. Now, I don't know if it's the same with this one. I haven't looked into the credits. I hope it's not. It already feels like it's not. But, you know, I think really the Erebus one suffered for that because they were trying to sort of toe the party line and make the sport look good and sacrifice the story for that. But Yeah, yeah, don't bring up the uh, hot button issues that we don't want to talk about. (laughs) Just don't say the P word. Whatever you do, we won't mention it once. Like, that's me. That was crazy. Let's say something really inappropriate then. (laughs) Off you go. I'm editing, remember? (laughs) Is it what Reynolds said at Bathurst? (laughs) (laughs) Don't say the P word. That's exactly what I was saying. I'm I'm pretty sure we know what the fight is. Oh, I was like googling inside line and stuff like that in WAU, and then you're like, "Don't say the p word." I was gonna be like, "What?" No. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll both be good at then. <laughs> That's a cool one episode. That oh, <laughs> so good, so good. But yeah, no, I think it's um, it's showing up to be really good so far. So it'll be be interesting for sure. And at least Bryce gets some airtime before he changes teams. So you know, hopefully that helps yeah. in the long run with sponsorship and and all these other things. I imagine Middies will be going with him. Midi, I hope Middies goes with him. Because, Surely. And I know that it's going to be a period, it's going to be a time there where Middies won't be able to continue on. Yeah. But I I, th- I don't know. I think it's really good that he's had a sponsor that stuck with him through his whole career. He was they, Middies sponsored him in go-karts all the way through to Super 2s, now into Supercars. Um I would love it that it, they would stick with it just because, you know, BJ, I just always have this issue with they do a rolling sponsors um package where every round you know you don't know what bloody cars rocking up because <laughs> yeah had a solid sponsor for at least a Perk- few. yeah and rj batteries have signed on for next year as well yeah, yeah. Awesome. and you know what? it's it's nice now to have the same car rock up and you know todd's not changing cars as much but mm. it's still that's the i like to think of it as bryce's swapping with hind uh, with um <laughs> percat yeah so put Bryce in number eight. Yeah, I think that that would make sense. Well, Hein Gardner can go in number 14 because it's two of seven. <laughs> I, I haven't given it that much thought. 
You really, um, really worked on this one, haven't you, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, it so good. Well, did we all enjoy the racing though? Like that we actually got racing again on the weekend? Uh, I enjoyed that we got racing again. I don't know that I enjoyed the racing. Uh, I enjoyed this racing. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it for the next three weeks. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, there's things I liked about it, like seeing the Erebuses both get up there throughout every qualifying session was pretty cool. That was, that was cool. really good. Yeah. Which is, shows is. good sign for the next three times we go to the same place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they have a strong showing there last year, didn't they? Uh, yeah. I believe so, yeah. I think so. But also BJR did too. But last year we had that bogey run with the tyres so but then again we sort of had that again this this race yeah because it seemed a lot of people saying on sunday like ah we used all our tyres up on saturday so we'll see what happens Mm. yeah and that race where Brody went severely backwards but um i don't i don't mind it so much like it keeps it a bit more interesting tell you what my sports bet account's thanking me for it because i've made some pretty sweet calls but uh (laughs) (laughs) but there were some stupid bets that i came away with like Brody getting in top three Come on, no. who, who was calling that? No. Really, from seventh on the yeah. grid? Yeah, no, got that one. Also, Anton winning the shootout, paying five bucks was ridiculous. Of course, that was going to happen. That was well, going to happen watching on Friday. Yeah, like the gap in the end being what point six by Sunday—that's insane. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, are the cars yeah. that different, or is he actually that good? I don't know because it's, it's hard a to DJR argue. track. They've always been good there, and Red Bull have always not been as good there, so it's sort of. I think Shane just like fuck. Like Shane just, if I'm surprised that Shane, well, I'm happy that Shane won a race on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think he's planning on this is just trying to just get as many points as he can, knowing he's probably not going to win all the races. I agree. Win that many? He's just got to. He's got to be banking podiums, and that's so good. I think it's a little up at the start, like. In yeah, and that's race. where he makes all You're his just like, things. Like, oh, yeah, there's three positions. I'm good here. <laughs> but that's the nature yeah. of the circuit, right? Like, you're only passing people in the first lap or in the pits. That's it. Like, especially with the mm-hmm. tyres the way they are, it it kind of sterilises the racing a bit, which is why I don't think I was that into it. I was really hoping they'd run different layouts. Like, they did at the Bend last year. Mm. And yep. the second alternative layout that they did for the Bend, I found was better than the normal one. Hundred percent, I like that. Yeah, I agree. But did you see the the battle between Bryce and Cam Waters? Like, <laughs> Actually, yeah, that was Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first race on Sunday. Bit yeah, like they battling, like yeah, shouldering. Like um, Cam thought he got the full pass on Bryce, and he's like, "All right, I'm going to move across." And Bryce is like, "I'm not fucking moving." They're like bang into each other. <laughs> It's good. Like, it's good to see him get, like, the confidence to go head-to-head mm. with some of the more experienced guys like that. I think it's yeah. great for Bryce. Nah, it was good. And I'm sure Cam was just thinking, why am I this far back? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this pink car in my life. Who tries this again? <laughs> yeah, I, I really hope Pickford can pick up their game for this track for the next couple of rounds. Cause... Yeah. Well, it'll be really interesting to see because, I mean, we only need to look back at Townsville last, this year. God, last year, this year, they did two brands in a row. Triple Eight pants the field on the first weekend. Mm-hmm. Next weekend, um, Tickford came out and was really, really competitive, and they were pretty much nowhere on the set the weekend before. I'd say arguably Waters had his best race of his career there. 
in Townsville. Yep. Yeah. 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 Whereas, yeah, this weekend they were. James Courtney qualified nowhere. Like he qualified last. Like 20 something? Was he actually last, last? Oh, no. 23rd? Fuck. Zane Goddard was next to him. God. Like, just. How do you how do you feel standing next to like a previous championship like winner and you're in the back row of the grid? Oh, that's (laughs) awkward. Yeah. Well, he did win the championship eleven years ago. Eh, How many people are still racing that were racing him then? Not many, but also the the, um that championship is a little bit controversial. (laughs) Tainted. Tainted. went at Sydney. That car car should have never been on the track. That's um, dangerous. If if you don't know what we were talking about, do yourself a favour, go to YouTube, look up 2010 Homebush Finale, because that is a race for the ages. Holy shit. (laughs) I still rewatch that race. They're all in the wall. (laughs) He's in the wall. He's in the wall. He's in the wall. Of course, we are referring to that that crazy downpour that happened in the last race of Sydney, and there was a race in the pits to repair the cars enough to get them back out onto track between, Uh, you know, the championship contenders. It was absolutely wild. Like, there's been nothing like it since. And that junk that James Courtney brought back on the track held together by duct tape probably shouldn't have been there. Yeah, I know. I, I wish I wish JD was here so he could tell us his opinion on it. Oh my he's god, got me some too. strong opinions on that. Should we try and like <laughs> phone him in to get a quote? And we'll edit it in later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but nah, it was um good times. There are a couple of races that really stand out in my mind. I think Bathurst twenty is it sixteen when the track broke up is another one of those twenty seventeen. No. 16, that was tw- 2016 was Will Davison's because they kept talking about oh. that was the last race that Will Davison won. Must have been 15 was, then. Uh, Track broke up. Yeah. Jamie ran out of fuel. Chaz won. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Longest Bathurst in history just because the That's track right. was stuffed. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're going to have the latest Bathurst start in history this year. Was it like lunchtime or something? It's like 11, 12? 12 because we're later in the year so the daylight hours are different so it's gonna be hotter too hell yeah it is that was my next question is like are we gonna see some different tire impacts 2014 bathurst was the one you're talking about uh my bad that's the one Chaz mostert and paul morris won yeah and the pepsi max falcon starting from the the back back of the grid and led for half a lap paul morris put it in the wall at turn one or turn two (laughs) and did it was perk out on the podium as well and they fenced it twice in the time they ran in at turn, um, t- turn two as well. I think everyone did. Uh, let's qualifying results. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Nick Perkat. Um, yeah, he finished third. James Moffat and Taz Douglas finished second in the Nissan Ultima. That's right. Or was it them who maybe fenced it? I remember one of them backing think, out of the cutting. I think all of the cars fenced it. Like that. That. <laughs> It was so bad when that track broke up. Mm. Yeah, good times, good times. <laughs> Sorry, just to, to play a little game of nostalgia, but yeah. It was good, yeah. it was good. Which, well, no, we should just more often. What, what is like the standout race in your mind? Because I think for me, it's probably that one. That's that one or the first Newcastle race. Just those really big storylines where Scotty Mack fenced Craig Lowndes and Jamie won it over the line. Oh yeah, that was crazy. That was that was, that was like, yeah, I remember that. Did I just watch? You guys were sitting on turn two, weren't you? Nah, we were sitting on the final t- corner. Just oh, before right. pit entry. Just much. before pit entry. 
Oh yeah. That was just that was I remember watching, I remember screaming at the TV. I remember watching Simona go into the pits after she got fenced and everyone mm. was like, No, you did so she good. She was doing She's such a like, good job. Yeah. She was actually doing really well though. She was angry and rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, she was on at that race, so she was passing heaps of people. She did great. The only like I, I I've said this before on the show and I'll say it again. The only thing that was probably with Newcastle was every time the bloody boats went in, the TV director was like, "Show the picture of the boat, show the boat." <laughs> That's Look, how you get government funding, there's, Michael. There's tugs out there doing donuts. Yeah, do, do show the, the tug tugs dowies. doing the donuts. It's really cool though, and they put like the the orchestra music to it. They're like, do 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 do. They do look cool, but like I deliver food to those boats for a living, so I see them all the time. I'm like, I'm over these boats. <laughs> no, nah, I mean like that, that stuff is what makes it unique. That that particular venue, like it's going to be pretty yeah. exciting to see us starting there next season. I would, yeah, I would like to potentially. I don't know if I'd go this year, like next year, but I would love to be there 2023 because I want to be there for the. New gen because we were there for Car of the Future. Exactly, debut. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, good call. That'll be sick. But I mean, I I think Newcastle starting off the seasons probably the best option apart from Adelaide. Yeah, in Adelaide news, well, we nearly lost the circuit for a bit there. Oh, I, I don't, don't know if it was ever going to happen. There was like one bloke and a I couple think it was one dude just like, like no, we just rip it up because up. then now, <laughs> now they're like, it's going to be heritage listed. Yeah, see, I mean, like, I didn't think it happened either, but I don't think anyone thought that we were ever going to lose the event. So, yeah, that's also true. Yeah, that's fair. You know, mm. the other... It feel like one of those events that was just like, Clips are always going to be there. It's all good. 100% it did. Yeah. Definitely. Just the like the F1. we still call it Calypso. twice. <laughs> hey, that's going to Sydney. <laughs> On what track, mate? Yeah, just out of Sydney. Big game, bros. Big game. It's going to just 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 laps at the bridge although i gotta say so when fox sports released that little like oh could this be the possible sydney track i can like i'm not sharing industry secrets by any means but having worked somewhat in the industry those things don't come from nowhere so somebody mm. sketched that somewhere along the line and whether that's a a reddit commentator or it's a legit track designer would be the question but generally where there's smoke someone's been looking into something so you know, just- it's I, know, I, I I made the Darwin Street track, remember that? <laughs> we even got to the point of like mapping it out to build it on a scene. We mapped it out. I made a video. I put Formula One sounds on it. Yeah. But I mean, when you look at that that drawing, hey, let me try and pull it up. Um, there's actually, the second I took a look at it, I was like, actually, there's, there makes some sense. Sorry. There is some sense. English hand, try it, in what they've done with the design because Really, an F1 it. track needs certain things like, you know, pit facilities of a certain size and whatnot. And really, mm-hmm. that sketch actually showed a lot of what would be required to pull that off. Well, you can, yeah, I know you can go online and have a look at all the Formula One requirements. Like, you have to have a dual lane carriageway from the track to the airport. Darwin can't get one. We don't have a, <laughs> we don't have a consistent one. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Depends where you put the track. McMillan's Baggett Highway, where you go? Yeah, <laughs> seems like a strange requirement, though. Like, well, I think it's about the turnaround of getting from track to track and not having. Yeah, delays. and they fly yeah. everything in, so they just want it a boom, nice straight. They don't want to have to be going down some windy ass road. Mm. But then I'm looking at it going like Nurburgring. 
Oh, I guess, yeah, you, you're not too far off the autobahn, but you do still have a little bit of a um, drive up in the... Yeah, but that's a Nürburgring, bro. We're in Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm still digging. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's all right. We'll just talk amongst ourselves. Dun, 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 we'll play elevator music with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you need the Jeffy music. <clears throat> Look, it's possible that the, the drawing I was looking at was literally some dude off Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I swear it was reshared by like one of the more legit kind of um, publications or whatever it is. Look, I think sometimes the guys on Reddit need a little bit of credit they produce some decent content that like you know buzzfeed and news.com and that steal all the time 100%, you know <laughs> actually do you know what buzzfeed will steal content from anyone in all fairness <laughs> but i think we can all agree that sydney's not actually going to get the formula one are they i i look never say never the um the head of the whatever this dre and gp whatever their company is called yeah, he's yeah. he's sort of knocked the idea of rotating rounds on their head so. Yeah, he's like, we're not doing that. Like, no, no. Well, Auto Action last reported they wouldn't even contend it until 2026. 20, That's well, time. Melbourne's contract. If, if, if Auto Action is saying they're not, then fuck me, they might. So the current contract's in place until the end of 2025. Yeah. At this point, if I was F1, you, you owe us a couple. I mean, that's the amount of time you'd need to actually work on and deliver a circuit to that yeah. level, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd be I, interesting to get a different track for the Australian GP. I'm a bit bored of build them, build a new track. Like, do we need to do street tracks all the time? I mean, street tracks have their purpose, right? Like, they they're the ones that attract all the government funding. They're great for tourism, and then they're not really they always look sweet imposing on so much in terms of infrastructure. Yeah. You know, and that means you can make them central and easily accessible. Um, you know, in well, these big cities. Where you look at most permanent tracks in Australia, they're nowhere near the city. Exactly. Yeah. Well, look at how far away Taylor and Bend is. You fly to Adelaide to go to it's, Taylor. It's like a two-hour drive from there or something. Yeah. yeah. Ipswich would be yeah. the same from Brisbane. About now, yeah. Yeah. Hidden Valley's nice and close. Yeah, but that's just Darwin, bro. It's still in the sticks. That's <laughs> because <laughs> Darwin's tiny. Like... <laughs> no, it's not really okay, in the sticks. Still, it's actually it's still very central. It's very close to the CBD. Yeah, it's, it's really like good. within eight Ks of the CBD. You can hear the supercars from town, so. Yeah. I think the fact that we call it town shows how big it isn't. No, I'm pretty sure people in Sydney go, oh, are you going to town? I'm pretty sure they say no. I'm going into the city, bus. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out in Dubbo might call a, you know, oh, we're going to go into big town. Yeah, and that's like the, the Dubbo smoke. CBD. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I just feel like never say never, you know? Like, I'm sure that at one point Adelaide didn't think they'd lose it either. Yeah, that's true. No. Yeah. I would love it to go back to Adelaide. Oh, that'd be so good. It wouldn't work, but... No, it wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, the, the locals there hate racing as it is, you know? Like, they managed to can. Well, that's well. because it's built in, like, this posh little area of the... Yeah, the CD. people that live near the track don't like it, but trust me, there's plenty of people from Elizabeth. The people up in Elizabeth Hills, they love it. <laughs> but the, the, like, I mean, it wasn't like that when the track first started, you know? Yeah, that's no. true. All these no, rich people moved true. into that area. So. Yeah, well, it's like all the people that moved near Lakeside and Queensland. Stop complaining. It was there first. Oh, <laughs> yeah, hey, so that, there's news on that as well, right? So obviously Tatley's been announced as taking over the, what, the ownership of... 
Willowbank slash Queensland Raceway. Um, yeah. Finally coming to an agreement with John Tetley after the last one fell through. This has been years in the making. Oh, yeah, I'll make Quinn. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's going to be brilliant, I think, for Ipswich, for Queensland Raceway. Obviously, that track is so overdue for upgrades. Ooh, it needs it. Yeah. Oh, it needs it. Like, to not even have, like, a closed area for pits is ridiculous they're not even powered pits they need they bring generators <laughs> yeah yeah literally i remember going to that that opening race the weekends that it opened would be what 96 94 I, I, I don't know when but it would have it was the last track to open up before the bend shit no we've had tracks since then surely I mean, yep. like, it was when you count street circuits, you, we have. We've had Canberra, oh. Newcastle, Homebush in that time. But if we're talking about permanent facilities. Oh, actually, no. Uh, Queensland Raceway opened 1999. There you go. 99? I think I'm shit more than I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. I've just dropped a link to a Speed Cafe article mm. with, this is an older one, but of the track layout for Q, uh, QR for an upgrade, like a wish wish list i actually quite Bless like you, that whoever that is in the background <laughs> uh yes this drawing actually is familiar to me so i i remember seeing this drawing probably four five years ago it was 2017 there you go so four five yeah four years probably probably even five um yeah so that was you know with the company that i used to work for that was what was proposed that long ago and it would have been amazing uh, now mm. this is obviously in the time of the well publicized uh ipswich council and you know the fraud and everything that happened there and the mayor ended up oh, going yeah, to jail right. or something yeah. um which okay, is where the, where the funding for this particular project ended up going which is such a shame so there is absolutely some really cool stuff planned for that space and if they choose to pick it up this layout and go with it it's going to make it such an amazing race venue well it just makes it such more interesting track because yeah but even for spectators like it'll because well when we went to when we went to ipswich it was a great track to watch because you could sit up on the hill see everything yeah because it was so just flat, not you could that see everything. interesting mm. and what i was so surprised at and things that's like simple things need to be fixed like Oh, there's old like permanent like seating, but oh, the piece of metal, the, you know, the seats missing, and the only thing left is like the metal upright that it was attached to. So we gonna dig that out? Now nah, we'll just stick a witch's hat on top of it. There you go. Just don't sit on that. Yeah, nah, that's classic Queensland Raceway, hundred percent. Yeah, that's something that opened my eyes. Going, holy crap! Like maybe because I've any other events I've been to was um, we went to Townsville, we did Adelaide, and we did Newcastle, um, Newcastle and Hidden Valley. And they're Gold all Coast. quite good. And Gold Coast. They're all very well presented areas. Mm. Um, and then you go to Queensland Raceway and you're like, oh, hang on. <laughs> Put it this way. I went to, I, I helped out the Drift All-Stars with one of the cars there. And even they were complaining about the facilities. When a bunch of drifters are complaining, man, yeah, yeah that's that's not good. <laughs> and I mean, like, to be fair, like, it's a track that while it has a lot of use, it's probably had one of the highest death rates, you know, of any current circuit as well. So while mm. they might be using the track nearly every single day, I think in the past, what, four years, we've probably had at least four fatalities. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Which is just, yeah. like, that's that shouldn't be normal. Is that the one that they bring in stuff to upgrade it because it's not actually at the full rating? Yeah, everything's temporary. Yeah. 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 So it's not a CAMS licensed track. 
normally. Yeah. It's a AMA, I think it's called. Um, but to get CAMS licensing because they are the FIA representative, they have to do additional works. So supercars bring in additional tire barriers and stuff to make it reach the compliance level. Yeah. Which is just, yeah. you know, like that's a bit stupid. Yeah. You know, but we've got three more rounds of supercars at the same event. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Like I just, it's, it's, it's weird to me that they chose to do this format again off the back of another why. COVID year. I know why. Everyone's in New they South Wales. To... Bathurst can happen. And yeah. Nothing gets they had to get anymore. five events. Might as well do four at the one place and then Bathurst and then we're done. Yeah. And, and there's no disparity between Queensland versus Victorian teams about who gets to be at home or not. Yeah. Only team Sydney's at home now. And I don't think they, and they don't live there anyway. Like, no. They've been operating out of Techno, so no Techno's gone. Oh, it's gone now. It's gone. The sign's gone, gone, gone off the highway and everything. It's not there anymore. What's... They've been working That's out just... of uh, Sydney Premier no. Hires Workshop, I think. Um, yeah, right. That's just down the road. One of their. Um, so was that like Great Northern's going to take over that? That can be their storage for Darwin beer. I think the for sale sign's gone. I'll have to dig yeah. into the commercial real estate on the Gold Coast. Um, but yeah, well, they're talking about the new facility being built at, at SMSP soon, which is cool. Um, but obviously not before the rounds are done, but yeah. I, I still don't know why there's a big push to put a team in Sydney. I like, think it's the New South Wales government. Like they've obviously invested a lot of money in, in funding for the sport and well, events for the sport. They've just lit up Sydney Motorsport Park with a couple of million dollars worth of lighting. You know, mm. I think it's, it's great to see them supporting the sport and we shouldn't try and talk that down. No, I don't. I just, but like, the average that money fan, the average the right fan moment? doesn't care where yeah. teams are based. Yeah, it's not so much like a football team sort of thing, is it? It's sort of just yeah. like, yeah, right. No, I see what you mean. Oh, uh, yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think the loyalties lie with drivers rather than manufacturers it's, these days, and with teams more so than states. I think yeah. the um, manufacturer loyalties are the, uh, the older half of the viewers yeah. sort of still your average fan drive that line no i reckon your average fan would think more teams are actually based in sydney than just one hmm. only because they just think i don't know oh big city where else would they be <laughs> everyone in sydney loves themselves that's all <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing is sydney doesn't love sydney motorsport park sydney doesn't love live sport no, Sydney loves sport. It just doesn't like motorsport. Like well, Sy- Sydney will go to the footy 100%. It's a rugby town, man, 100%. <laughs> yeah. You know, and AFL, I guess it has its moments too. Like, but cricket, yeah, hugely support it there. Mm. You know? But yeah, they hate, they don't do motorsport. Like they struggle. I reckon by the fourth round in three weekends time, there'll be no one there. Mm. And really motorsport is supported by those who participate rather than those who spectate in that area. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I would say in Queensland, there's more people who are interested in going to see the races and they're not just those who are actually driving in them. Mm-hmm. I still reckon at the start, they should have just done another trip to Darwin, done Darwin, done another Townsville, go to Tail and Bend, go to Sydney, then do Bathurst. But everyone back on the road again, do it all quickly. Then we didn't have to watch Sydney four times. Mm. Yeah, so it's just... I mean, it, it sucks at the moment, I think, for those who are on the road because they really don't understand what their return home even looks like. Like, 
you know, some of the supercars events team are on the road, not knowing where they're going to be quarantining or even if they're going to be quarantining before they get home. And we're talking about the run into Christmas. Like if you have a young family or something like that, it's obviously not an ideal situation, but really you've had your hands tied and they're going, well, we're going, you need to come figure it out. I think hopefully by the end of it, that this instant, you know, unless you're going back to WA, then you should be right. Well, two weeks after Bathurst puts you on the week of Christmas. Found yeah. it. Yeah, oh, this the, the oh, track map. Fucking hell. It turns out it's not even close to new. It's from 2015. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you scrolling through Reddit heaps. Oh, mate. I just. But yeah, like this is the one that I've seen. So we're looking at going under the Sydney Harbour Bridge and using the, the Bangaroo precinct. Um, now, I don't know if Bangaroo still looks like that. So that would kind of be the key question. But from the function of a circuit, we should add this link. Isn't to the that show. where they've built? I thought there was a heap of development that's gone through there. I mean, I don't know. I can't tell you what. Yeah, I'm not a Sydney person, but that does look like Sydney a pretty cool track. bridge and an opera house and... That's about it. Oh, and they've also got a big pointy tower that they like. A big pointy <laughs> tower. <laughs> Center point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I fucking love it, man. That's very apt. Uh, no, it's all Parkland. All right. I will send you a Google Maps shot of uh, what the satellite looks like. Sydney is. Um, just dropping it in the chat again. Just click that bad boy and you'll see what I mean. It's all, oh, Parkland. I mean, we could fuck it up. We did that to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> But that's it. Like, but Parkland is perfect. Like, you think about where Melbourne is, perfect. Oh, they dug a good chunk out of it. Yeah, I was going to say. If you look at that, you look at the where is that photo? But that gives you like that Monaco esque by the water feel, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they did dig a chunk out of it. I think it's for like mooring and stuff. Yeah, Uh, I don't think we'll be able to use there. But yeah, there's a bit of parkland around there, which is kind of perfect for that. Obviously, Observatory Hill Park and whatnot. Again, we might drop these links in the show notes. It's definitely more parkland than what that original track layout was, which is quite interesting. Yeah, so like location-wise, this is central and kind of perfect, right? Like you get the Sydney Harbour Bridge as the backdrop, but yet you don't actually have to choke up the traffic with it. And you get some sweet shots with the opera house in the background too. Hell yeah. Like I think yeah. if, if anything, this is a hundred percent the the go. I mean, like, I don't know this for sure. Literally I've just pulled like a, a post that's 2015, but I don't know. It does have very like Monaco esque vibe, the um even the track layout. Mm. Well, this is the area that all of the more current stories are re-referencing. So it's got good public transport links, like you're in close to Circular Quay. Yeah, I don't know. I think if you were going to do it, this is where you'd do it. Yeah. Anyway, I've dragged this out uh, way too long. That's all right. You're the one that has to edit it, Brett. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this to myself. <laughs> yeah. Now you know what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> when you won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was thinking it, you just said it. <laughs> well, um, thank you guys um, for the first episode back in, I don't know how long, a long time. Hell yeah. Um, we'll try and do this again. I don't want to say like, we'll be back again next week because I don't know, but we'll probably be back definitely before the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should at least do a pre-Bathurst for sure. Post-Sydney yeah, wrap up, maybe. Yeah. 
And then the annual Breaking Light Christmas party, where we the annual break. get on the beers, talk uh, some shit. I'm, I'm, I'm down party. Look at him, Well, thank you very much. Um, obviously, we're probably not doing tips because we haven't done them forever. But <laughs> um, if there is anything that you'd like to for us to talk about, please feel free to write in. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late. You can hit us up on Instagram. We are at breaking late podcast. Or you can send us an email at breaking late at gmail.com. And that is us done and dusted. Thank you very much. And we'll see you whenever we release another episode. <laughs> Hell yeah. See you in the future. See you. Bye.